0: Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Whether you're looking to launch a podcast or build an online business that allows you to do the work you love, you've come come to the the right place. place. Podcast Answer Man presents The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Now, here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends. Welcome to episode number 533 of The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And last week, I received a lot of wonderful feedback from episode 532, where I shared my personal notes, my Cliff's notes, if you will, on the Tony Robbins program that I'm going through called Personal Power 2. And it is an incredibly insightful piece of, or bunch of materials for taking your mindset and your ability to focus on accomplishing and uh, all of the things you want to accomplish in your life. I I know it's, it may sound like hyperbole, but I'm telling you, it is having a radical, profound impact in my life. And today, I want to share with you just a few of the notes that I've taken from day two. <laughs> that's right. An entire week has passed, and I've only made it through one more day of the program, but that's okay. Uh, because, well, one of the notes that I've taken from day two, and it's something I've heard Tony say over and over again over time, and that is, repetition is the mother of skill. So, if you want to turn something into a skill, something that just becomes natural to you, that it, it, it just, it's just a part of who you are, and it's just how you do things. Something that may seem completely unfamiliar to you, something that seems a little odd, a little off, but you know that it needs to be incorporated into your life. If you want it to become a skill, if you want to become skilled at something, then repetition of the information and the actions and all of the framework of the things that are a part of making that a part of your life, repetition is the mother of that skill. That's actually the first note. In fact, I'm not going to go through all of my notes in day Two of Personal Power 2, but instead what I want to share with you are a few of the daily affirmations that I've put into my daily affirmation file. Now, for those of you guys that don't know this already, maybe you're listening for the very first time, I actually go through every single day, uh, at least Monday through Friday, but I, I do it on the weekends as well. But it is my goal to go through my list of daily affirmations. And it's also something I've called my truth and identity file. These are, are just a bunch of statements that I know to be true. But if I'm not consistently focused on them, I may forget about them. And I want to always be reminded because if I'm reminded of these things on a daily basis, it's going to help me keep from having limited beliefs and, 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 and thinking about things from, let's just say a scarcity mindset. So yeah, I go through these things. I call them my daily affirmations, my truth and identity file, which by the way, just real quickly, I recently switched over to using Keynote on my, well, it's on all my Apple products, but I created the, affirmations on slides in a, inside of a 16 by nine presentation inside a keynote and I just keep it in my iCloud drive and that way I can pull up my um, keynote app on my iPhone at any given point in the day and I can start that presentation from the iCloud Drive or from the actual app itself because it's just listed in there, and I click on Daily Affirmations, and it pulls up, and I scroll to the first slide and click Play and turn my phone sideways, and I see the first affirmation. It's just the only thing that's on the screen is that affirmation, that statement, and then I tap the screen, and it takes me to the next one. Tap the screen, it takes me to the next one. It's a cool way that I've... uh, that I found to go through my daily affirmations, I'd love to create an app, or maybe there's an app out there, that would allow me to serve these up in uh, shuffled form. So I I wish there was a, that would be crazy, I don't know why Keynote would do it, but I wish there was a way that you could tell Keynote, please go ahead and hit play, but will you shuffle the slides? That, That actually would, I'm thinking that would make for a lot of fun in an actual public presentation. Uh, but anyway, I, I digress. But that's what I'm using for my daily affirmations right now as far as going through and review them, reviewing them on a regular basis. But here are some of the new things that I've added to individual slides inside of my keynote document for daily affirmations. And they all come from day two of personal power two from Tony Robbins. The, so I already told you repetition is the mother of skill. That is actually a slide in my daily affirmation file. However, here's a here's a new one. Whatever I focus on consistently, I will tend to manifest in my life. Therefore, I will be intentional about what I choose to focus on. So let's go through the first half of this. Whatever I focus on consistently, I will tend to manifest in my life. And whenever I, whenever I hear a statement proposed as a fact or as a universal universal principle that is always true, that it's true no matter who you are, where you are, whatever the circumstance, this is truth. And whenever somebody lays one of these down and says, this is something that you should believe, the first thing that I do is not just immediately run over to my daily affirmation file inside a keynote and add it as a new slide. And, and try to recite it on a daily basis until I believe it's true. Nope, that's not how I do things. Instead, what I do is once I've been presented with this idea, this, this principle, this statement, this, this fact, if you will, that's being presented to me, I ask myself, well, can I take what was just said and evaluate all of my past experiences in life And through that lens, does what is being said here, does it actually align with what I've experienced? And if possible, are there some things that I'm going through right now? Are there some obstacles that I'm facing? Are there some decisions I want to make? Are there some goals that I want to accomplish? Are there some, is there something in my life right now? that it would be pertinent for me to take this principle, apply it to what I'm going and experiencing right now, and see if I can apply it here and see if it's true. It does it? Will it work out right now? And so that's, that's what I like to do. And so whenever I hear this, it says, whatever I focus on consistently, I will tend to manifest in my life. And what, you know, I, I will say that, there, I know that there's some hesitation when people start thinking, well, whatever you think about, it'll just show up in your life. And, and, and some people get a little feeling like this is just like woo woo stuff. All right. But I've talked about this several times, this, this, uh, this concept recently of whatever you're focused on, you'll, you tend to manifest in your life. This is something that I know for a fact is true. All right. I'm not expect I'm not expecting you to just hear my voice and me telling you that whatever you focus on consistently, you will tend to manifest in your life. What I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you how I, I became convinced of this. And then I'm going to ask you, will you evaluate your life, your experiences, and tell me if you've ever had any of these circumstances where you can say, oh, wow, yeah, I guess so. All right. So if that's the case, listen to this. Um, I want to tell you the story, and and if you've been following me on my vlog and a bunch of other areas, you've probably heard me talk about my dream car, Abigail, which is in my uh, garage right now, and Abigail is my 1974 Volkswagen Beetle. Now, this has been a quote-unquote dream of mine to own a late 60s, early 70s Volkswagen Beetle in excellent condition as my car that it it, for uh, for more than 20 years okay now when i say it's been a dream it has been a dream it had never been a goal but it just been this dream it's for some reason i never even thought to pursue it seriously it's just been like okay i'm not a car guy but man if i if i could have any car that i want i would want this and i remember over the last 10 15 years anytime i would be driving down the road, and I would see somebody else, you know, parked in a parking spot with a, you know, a a nice-looking Volkswagen Classic Beetle I'd be like, wow, I wish I had one of those. And there'd be times I'd pass car lots, and I'd see some for sale. And I've seen them in all sorts of condition. And even the ones that are just like, it looks like this thing, there's no way on earth that thing could ever run. And if it did, it looks like if you were to hit a bump, it would probably fall apart into 50 pieces. Um, You know, I've even, whenever I see one for sale, I always stop to look at them. Uh, But it's just been a dream, right? Then what happened was one day I was doing a Day with Cliff consulting package, a mentoring package with my friend Chris Nelson, who basically, by the way, just signed up for the Next Level Mastermind. He's now in the evening group of the Next Level Mastermind. But the Day with Cliff package is where you can pay $7,500 and you can come here and spend an eight-hour day here in my office in the Next Level Studio, and I will mentor you one-on-one, and we'll talk about anything and everything you want during that day together. Well, Chris came in for that and had an incredible time, and at lunch, we were we went out, and I was driving him to lunch in, I believe, my wife's car, and we were talking about cars for whatever reason. Whatever reason. This idea of having a dream car, uh, which is, my dream car would be a, a, a classic Beetle, and and we got very detailed. He says, well, if you could get one, what what year would you get? What color would you get? And all this other stuff. And I told him, I, I guess my ideal perfect dream, maybe uh, 1973 would be cool because maybe that's just because the year I was born. And I said, my favorite color is green. So I guess if I could choose any color at all, it'd be green. And the next thing I know is uh, about four or five days later, I get a package in the mail from Chris Nelson. And inside it is a card that says, thank you so much for helping me get closer to achieving my dreams. I'd like to help you get closer to achieving yours. And then inside of the, it was, that came in a box, and inside the box was another box, and it was this uh, little miniature, I guess you could say die-cast card. It is a a beautiful-looking, 1973 classic Volkswagen Beetle Bug, um, and and it's just, I mean the little it's diecast. The hood opens up, the doors open, and I'm just like, wow, that's beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. It's a it's a green little Volkswagen Beetle, and it's been and as soon as I got it, I'm like, you know what? This is not one of those things that somebody sends me that I'm just gonna you know put in a closet somewhere or anything like that. This is something I want to sit out on my desk. Now, that that is a gift that came that really spoke to me and spoke to something deep inside of me. And so I set it on my desk. And I came in, and on a daily basis, I see this. Every single day I walk into my office, I'm literally confronted with this 1973 Volkswagen Beetle toy car that's on my desk just to the left of my keyboard, and, and just the fact that it was there on a consistent basis, all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, I wonder how much those things run right now. I know I've talked about it in the past. I looked at them in the past. But I wonder how much those things cost. And when I got to think, it's like they, they run, by the way, uh, in the condition that I want, in the year that I wanted. Uh, they run anywhere between 7500 to about 12000 You could probably spend as much as 14000 for one that's been really souped up and, and modified and done really nice. So between $7,500 and $14,000, and when I got down to thinking about it, it's like, wait a second. So I'm, I'm searching these. I'm looking at them on eBay. I'm looking at Facebook Marketplace, and I'm noticing that, wow, this is definitely within my price range, especially when you think about the fact that I just made in one day what it would cost to buy this car. It's like, why, why have I never done this? And so I decided to get a little bit more serious about my search. I wonder if there's any closer to me. And it, it probably was about, I don't know, maybe three weeks between the time this thing showed up sitting on my desk confronting me every single day. And during those three weeks, probably about four or five days a week, I would do some sort of search online for various opportunities to buy a Volkswagen bug. But, you know, I'm thinking, am I going to drive all the way to California or Colorado or Pennsylvania or wherever from Kentucky to go pick one of these things up? And the answer to that question is I'd be willing to do it if I found the right one at the right price. And then one day it was I think it was a Friday morning or whatever and it I I actually know it was Thursday it was a Thursday night I think it it doesn't even matter but one night before I went to bed I saw one on Facebook and it was within 50 miles of my house and it was the exact car. I mean, it was a 1974. It was yellow, but it was in excellent condition. And I'm like, man, that's a beautiful looking car. And they said it runs perfect. It, you know, all of these and it said original miles and a ridiculously low miles. She's like this is too good to be true. But then I start. So I put clicked a little button in the Facebook Marketplace that says I'm interested. And then all of a sudden, I'm getting these emails for, or these Facebook messages from this guy who's selling it from a car dealership. We go back and forth. I ask him a bunch of questions. And then the next morning, um, I'm on my way to the gym. And by the time I have thought about it overnight and worked out at the gym, that next day, I think that was a Friday, um, I decided not to do anything in my business. And I said, Stephanie, do you care if I go buy this car? And that day I went and bought it. And so within three weeks of receiving this gift as a toy to be sitting here on my desk confronted with this thing it, it's something that I was focusing on consistently my I was and what was I focusing on not just the car but I was actually in it I was intentionally focusing on my dream of owning that car and then all of a sudden just because I was intentionally confronted with that dream every single day there were actions that I just naturally took to look it up, and I'm wondering if I could find it, and I wonder if there's anything close. I find one within 50 miles. It's It fits all of my requirements. It doesn't have to be green. That was just a question. You know, what, I mean, if if you could, if anything. So, but I, gosh, if you've seen this car, you you know that my, the color yellow that I have is absolutely awesome. But anyway, so, yeah, so I ended up, three weeks later, I owned the car. And by the way, I've owned it since I'm recording this February Friday, February 2nd. I purchased it in the I think it was the final week of De- of December. So in two just over two months, or no, just over six weeks, I would say, I've already put a thousand miles on this car. I love it. But so there's that. Whatever I focus on consistently I tend to manifest in my life. Now, where else can I see this happening? Well, there is the you know leaving my business, or my insurance job, and focusing on my business. Uh, whenever I was consistently focused on how am I going to generate X number of dollars, I found myself. Manifesting that in my life, uh, when it came to shutting down podcasting A to Z and saying, "Okay, how am I going to replace that income?" and and I came up with ways that would do that. It was a consistent focus, and then all of a sudden, I've okay, I've got all of these different options for me to replace income. I wonder, you know, if how can I market all of these? And my mastermind group, my own personal mastermind group, says, "Cliff, why don't you just focus on one of them? If you had to focus on just one." which one would you focus on? And I said, well, it makes sense for me to do to to do this one first, which is the next level mastermind. That's the one that re- produces recurring revenue. That way it's not hunting and gathering. And if I can fill this thing up, then all of a sudden, all of the financial needs in my business are met with this one thing. Um, sure, I may have somebody drop off every now and then, but, you know, I will have a waiting list. And so it, it it makes sense for this to be the one thing I focus on. And so when I only had, I think, three members in the Next Level Mastermind, I made the decision, uh, which, by the way, was within the first week of opening it up uh, back in November – So I had three members in the Next Level Mastermind. I went in and I shut down. I closed out all of the options for the Next Level Workshop. I took Free the Dream sales page off of my to-do list. By the way, Free the Dream is still happening. That's a conference that I'm doing uh, September 7th, 8th, and 9th. That is absolutely happening Uh, The speakers are already lined up, and they're going to be there. My friend Ray Edwards is speaking. My friend Dan Miller is speaking. Uh, My friend Leslie Samuel is going to be speaking. It's going to be an incredible event Friday, September 7th, and then Saturday, September 8th, and Sunday, September 9th, 7th, 8th, and 9th, in Franklin, Tennessee. You can go to FreeTheDream.live to put yourself on a waiting list for when the sales page is available. But I I put all of that stuff off and I said, okay, the only thing I'm going to focus on daily is filling up my next level mastermind. I, I have two different groups that I'm facilitating, one in the morning and one on the evening each Wednesday. Each group is limited to 12 people. Well, as a result of that, making that decision when I only had three people, focusing consistently all of my efforts and all of my thoughts on how can I market this, How what kind of things can I do, what, what kind of content will I create, um, this is my focus. I, until I fill this thing up, until both groups have 12 members, this is my focus. And as a result of that, just before I hit the record button on this podcast episode, I just interviewed and accepted the 16th member into the Next Level Mastermind. Now, there are 10 members in the AM group of the Next Level Mastermind, and there are six members in the PM group of the Next Level Mastermind. And so, what am I seeing? I am seeing the fact that I am focused consistently on growing the Next Level Mastermind. I am consistently manifesting in my life new members of the Next Level Mastermind. This, and every, by the way, whatever you focus on consistently, you tend to manifest in your life. Another thing that I'm focused on consistently is working out six days a week, every week for the rest of my life. This is something that has been manifested in my life. One of the things that I do intentionally, and I've said this several times, you may have heard me say this before, it may be embarrassing, but if you want, you can do this. Go to Instagram.com slash Cliff EOTC. And when you go there, you will see that I am just pulled it up. I'm following 22 individuals. Now, there are a handful of people in here that are not fitness related people. My friend Father Roderick, I follow him. Um my daughter, my son, or my my two daughters, my son, I follow them. Dan Miller, Leo Laporte, Chris Brogan, Ray Edwards, Amy Landino now, um, Loria Petrucci, uh, Mark Mason, and a handful of no, actually, maybe only two or three other people. Those are the only online marketing friends that I follow on Instagram. Do you want to know what the rest of my 22 followers are? They're all fitness models. And specifically, they're all fitness models who are consistently spending at least an hour a day. Every day in the gym, and you know it it it's it's just what I see on a consistent basis is it 's what i 'm focused on is people who are at the gym, and you know what as a result of focusing consistently in Instagram, every day seeing these people in the gym, not just with the pictures and the videos that they share in their uh, in their Instagram stream, which is your you know the original version of Instagram, but even in their stories, their when they're doing their story updates, most of them are story updates while they're at the gym, or if they're not at the gym, they're usually story updates about what they're eating that support what their goals are for fitness and health and strength. You know, and so as a result of that being a focus consistently in my life, I'm tending to manifest a healthier, more fit life myself. So absolutely, whatever I focus on consistently, I know I will tend to manifest in my life. Now, what is the opposite of, or not the opposite of the statement, but what are some other things that I could potentially focus on? So if, for example... Uh, let's just say I, I don't know about you guys. I'm married, and Stephanie and I have been married for over 21 years. And occasionally, Stephanie and I might have a disagreement or a misunderstanding. And and right before I have to, you know, come down to get some work done to work on a project, I have a commitment, a deadline that I need to fulfill. And it it may be possible. I, I, this it doesn't happen nearly as much as it used to, but. I, occasionally, there may be some kind of misunderstanding between the two of us. And Stephanie might be a little bit irritated with something I've done or said or something that I didn't hear and and didn't follow through on because I didn't know that that, that expectation was there. and And so she may be a little frustrated. Now, what I could do if I want to is I could focus on the fact that she's frustrated with me. And if I focus on the fact that she's frustrated with me, if I focus on the fact that our relationship isn't like completely hunky-dory right now, sunshines and rainbows, that there's this dark cloud looming over us, if I focus on the fact that we've had a disagreement and that we are, uh, you know, that that I feel like, if I want to say that I feel like I've been unjustly uh, judged for something that I did or didn't do, I could focus on that feeling. I could focus on that negative feeling. And I will tell you that, and I know this from experience, whenever in the past, earlier on in my marriage, when I would focus on how I felt unjustly uh, Criticized for falling short of an expectation that I may or may even, may have known about, but most of the time, like where I didn't even know that that was an expectation, but now all of a sudden we're she's upset because I didn't up, and, and so I could focus on it. And if I focus on it, I will manifest more of that in my life. If I focus on our disagreements, you I know from history, it is absolutely a proven thing in my life. That if I focus on the disagreements, and and, and you know, dis, if I focus on those disagreements with my wife, I will tend to manifest more disagreements with my wife. However, if and, and this is what happens now, occasionally, guess what? I still fall short of perfection as a husband. <gasps> I know, shocker, right? But occasionally I do something, say something I, or I may fail to do something or say something that I should have said and, and Stephanie may say, hey, I'm, I'm not cool with this and I, I'm really bummed about that and I, it's like, man, I, there's nothing I can do right now. I have to go do this. Now, instead of focusing on the fact that, hey, when I left Stephanie, we were in a state of disagreement. Instead of focusing on that, I'm like, "Man, I, I can say real quick, "Hey, I am so sorry. Um, I, I hate to leave right now in the middle of this. I, I'd love to to work this out, but I have to go do this. I love you and and um, you know, I, I, I'll see you at dinner tonight and and uh, and, and you know that, that's it. you know, I've got to go and And so what I can do and what I do. Do in my life is I focus on all of the awesomeness in our marriage. I focus on how much we love each other. I focus on how much uh, that we do for one another where things are agreeable. I focus on the love and appreciation and the, 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 the romantic feelings we feel one another. I, I focus on the physical attraction that we have to one another. I focus on those things so that when at the end of my work that I had to do, when we come back together, I'm not still in the mindset of, okay, we are in disagreement. There is a break in our relationship. I come in with this mindset of, wow, I love you. What? How can I serve you? for all that you've done for me. Yeah, and and it's trust me, when I focus on the great things in our marriage, even in the midst of of feeling like I'm unjustly whatever, I forget about that. I don't focus on that and and i just move forward focused on the things that i want to manifest more in my life. So, what is it that that i is on this one slide that means so much to me? Whatever i focus on consistently, i will uh, wh- whatever i focus on consistently, i will tend to manifest in my life. And i will be intentional about what i choose to focus on, and i always have a choice to focus on what i focus on. All right. Number, the next one, I'm not going to number these. Uh, The second, or the next, (laughs) I said I'm not going to number these. All right, the next one I want to share with you is I will immerse myself into the study of whatever it is that I want. You know, I believe that practically anything that I want in my life, anything that I want or desire in my life, I believe that I can achieve it. Now, I know you might say, well cliff if you were you know if you were uh, if if they had to amputate your two your two legs because of a medical condition and you wanted to run a a, a tri- if you wanted to run a what are uh, one of those I don't know what you call those super triathlon or super marathons where you do three anyway. Are you gonna be able to do that and run in first place? No. I mean can I just say, oh my gosh, I know that I want to do this. I have no legs, but I'm going to r I'm gonna grow legs back. No, I don't that that's silly. But anything that I believe is possible that is reasonable, I really do believe that I can achieve it. And Whatever it is that I want, like for example, I want to have a stellar Free the Dream conference. That is something, I I want to create an environment that is going to change people's lives, that is going to help people change their beliefs about who they are and what they're able to achieve, that's going to help people break free from limiting beliefs. I want to help people uh, break free from self-sabotage. I want to help people break through procrastination. I want to help people learn how to master their body. I want to help people, I want to help radically change people's lives. On September 7th, 8th, and 9th, with an incredible experience that is called the Free the Dream Conference. Now, that is something that I am going to be focused on consistently between now and September. Now, I am a little bit more focused at this moment in time on filling out the remaining spots. There are two spots left in the AM group of the next level mastermind. There's six spots left. Is that right? Uh, Six, seven, seven. Anyway, there are a few spots left in the evening group at the Next Level Mastermind. But I am going. I'm getting ready to go into very intense focus on the Free the Dream conference. And I'd had been doing it in the past until I knew that I needed to focus more time on the marketing of the Next Level Mastermind. But anyway. I will be immersing myself into the study of what it is that I want to do. So, for example, I'm getting ready to go uh, next week. Uh, the, well, yeah, the next week, the first full week in February next week. Stephanie and I are going to Franklin, Tennessee for the SCORE conference. It's my third time going to this conference. Now, Am I going there so that I can take my public speaking to the next level? Yes, I am. So number one, I am going there to immerse myself in the study of public speaking from the stage. Although I've already went through this four-day intensive conference already twice before, yes, I'm going again to learn the skills of public speaking over again to help repetition, is the mother of skill. Remember that? So I'm going to hear it all again. I'm going to be trained by a different coach in different areas and different aspects of my speaking. I'm going to get some great pointers and tips. But you know what else I'm going to get at the SCORE Conference in Franklin, Tennessee next week? I'm also going to get to see once again how they open up their conference, what music are they using, how are they using lighting, how are they doing their breaks and their... Uh, you know, how are they doing the, uh, the networking part? How are they going how are they communicating to the attendees, both in online stuff and at the event and, and just you know emails and stuff like that? How are they wh- what environments are they creating and how are they creating those environments? All those little details, I'm going to be in te- I'm going to be immersing myself in the study of not just learning what they're going to teach me at this conference, but how they're actually doing the conference. And then, just a few weeks later, I'm going to be in San Diego for Social Media Marketing World. And yes, I will be immersing myself into the study of what it is that they're doing to make that conference a success as well. I'll be looking for tips and pointers and all kinds of things of things that I want to do and things that I want to avoid in my own conference. I will immerse, so this, this is the slide, this is the affirmation, and I read this every day now. I will immerse myself into the study of whatever it is that I want. Okay, the next thing that I have, and it's a little bit more written out in my affirmation files and stuff, but I'm just going to share with you real quickly that taking massive action is like growing a muscle, all right, now I'm a strength training kind of guy. I go to the gym, and how you do strength training, you build to build up muscle. Let's just say you go into the gym, and you want to do some, uh, cur- you know, some bar, some dumbbell curls, some bicep curls, and so you pick up a dumbbell, and let's just say you pick up a a, a twenty pound weight. And you pick it up and it's like, man, this is kind of tough. When I started in November, or actually when I started strength training, that was more in January. Actually, I know for a fact it was January of 2015. So doing some curls of a 20 pound dumbbell wasn't easy for me. And what happened was I, I, I got about four or five of them and my, uh, my trainer, my personal trainer forced me, they said, hey, I know it's difficult for you to take this massive action, but I want you to go all the way to ten. And 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 matter of fact, I had to, he he allowed me. Or I think after six or seven of them, he allowed me to help use my other arm to lift the barbell or the dumbbell up. And he says, now let it down slowly without any help from the other hand. And so, what was very difficult or somewhat difficult at first, this light, easier weight of twenty pounds. That was kind of difficult for me, but i he forced me to take action. He forced me to do it. And then we increased the weight so that next time we worked out biceps, he, he made me do 25 pounds. And the thing is, is all of a sudden it's like, wow, I could do four or five or six of these things of 25 pounds. But then I got to that and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can barely do this thing. And now you know what I can do? And it, it's been over three years now. So three years later, I can pick up a fifty-pound dumbbell and curl that thing, and I can go over and pick a a twenty-pound dumbbell, and I could curl that thing. I could probably curl it for fifty. I don't. I don't even know. I don't know what my limit is, but I know I could. For me to curl a twenty-pound uh, dumbbell today. It's almost silly, it, it, unless we're doing drop sets, but that's a whole other thing. And those of you who do strength training, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because uh, anyway, but the the idea here, the, the whole idea of taking massive action in our life. So you have these things you know you need to do. Sometimes you just need to take some action. And so last week when I said you, we need to decide and take action... Sometimes you just say, okay, what are a couple easy things that I can do right now? What are some actions that I can do right now? They may not seem significant, but you know what? I'm going to do those. This is my 20 pound weight, and I'm going to lift that 20 pound weight, even though sometimes it's difficult to even lift this little tiny thing, to make myself to get the willpower to do it, but the thing is is I'm gonna take this little action right now. It seems like massive action to me, but I'm gonna take it, and then you take that, and the next thing you know is there's another action that you need to take to get it to the next step, to take it to the next level, And, and all of a sudden, by the time Time you do this enough, eventually trying to take massive action becomes effortless because you have built the muscle. All right. So another affirmation that I have in my file, taking massive action is like growing a muscle. All right. The next one I have is you don't, oh, I love this. You know what? No, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm moving this. I'm moving it down to the last. I'm going to come to my favorite one at the end. Okay, so the next one I'm going to share with you is the controlling force of our life is what we link pain and what we link pleasure to. All right, I'm going to say that again. The controlling force of our life is what we link pain and what we link pleasure to. And then on the next slide, I have this. I have the ability to control the motivating forces of pain and pleasure through neuroassociations. Now, what does this mean? Uh, and, oh, here is another. there's a third one that goes along with pain and pleasure, but it's, this one's mostly with pain. Uh, the third slide that I have related to pain and pleasure, it says, most people don't succeed until they have enough pain. You know, so let me start with the don't you don't do anything until you have enough pain. Have you ever got to the place where you know you need to do something, you know you need to do something, you really should do this thing. You uh, I'm, I'm I'm going to do this. I want to try this. But finally you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Finally it comes finally not doing this thing that you know you've needed to do becomes so painful. The, the, the not taking action becomes so painful for you that taking action is less painful you know so it it will help it will help alleviate the pain and so most people don't succeed until they have enough pain the problem is is that sometimes uh, we link so much Or we we willing so much pleasure to not taking action we or whatever it is that we want to accomplish so for example last week I let out this crazy insane thing I told you guys in this podcast last week I said I'm never eating sugar again in my life. And all of a sudden I started thinking what did I do why did I put that podcast up do you know that I mean and I, immediately the first thing I thought of is like oh my gosh you know one of my favorite things to do sometimes is to go out and celebrate my relationship with my wife and take her out to a nice steak dinner at Jay Alexander's and they have this amazing carrot cake and they and it's and it's warmed up Ray Edwards you're listening you know what I'm talking about there's this amazing carrot cake and they warm it up and the icing just kind of just oozes all over and it's like, oh, and, you know, and and then I think about Thanksgiving and family time and my favorite pumpkin pie. And I think about, you know, the fact that whenever it's somebody's birthday, what do we do? We, we, um, we celebrate with, with sweet treats like cake and ice cream, right? What all of those things are, they're neuro associations. Now, here's the thing. I, I'm not, I'm not suggesting what other people do. I just know that in my life, I would love to live the rest of my life without any sugar. That's my desire. There's no, with, you know, without cake, without carrot cake, the cupcakes, the Kit Kats, all of that stuff. I'd love, my dream, my desire is to go the rest of my life without putting any of that added sugar, sugary snacks into my body ever again, never allowing them to cross my lips. Now the thing is, is, the next time I go to Jay Alexander's with my wife, which I'm definitely going to do. They have an amazing steak house there and they have other wonderful things. And, and at the end of that meal, you know, they'll come and say, do you want dessert? And my answer for me will be no. And Stephanie's made a decision to go along as well, at least for the month of February, anyway. But and that was her decision, not mine. I didn't prompt her. She's like, that's a whole other story. But anyway, um, uh, so anyway, the thing is, is if if anybody else wants to have their dessert, and I'm faced with the opportunity during a time of celebration, I'm like, you know, usually it's like, oh, you know what? This is a celebration. It's a one time thing, and and this whole linking to you know the linking to the pleasure of eating this sugar is the pleasure of celebrating and having joy and 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 this it just tastes good and it feels good and it gives you this all these other things it's it's linking so much pleasure and joy to eating the sugar feel, filled carrot cake or the sugar filled cake birthday cake and ice cream or the you know whatever and The reality is is that I am in control of what I link pleasure and pain to. So for me, it, it actually has become very easy for me to say, no, I will not eat the carrot cake. I do not even desire the carrot cake because I have taken time to focus consistently on associating pain to eating that carrot cake. When I think about that carrot cake, I no longer associate that as a pleasurable experience. In fact, what do I know about carrot cake? Well, number one, if I choose to eat that carrot cake, what pain will that cause me? Number one, I've told people that, hey, I am going to never eat sugar again. And so all of a sudden, that immediately says, well, okay, I have failed to live up to the commitment that I've made. That is a painful thing for me, and I don't want that pain. Number two, if I eat that carrot cake, I link it immediately in my mind to the pain of knowing that all of a sudden that sugar's gonna be in my body, and insulin is going to be kicked on in my body, and insulin is a storage hormone that will take the calories that are coursing through my body from the steak and everything else, and, and it, it, the insulin will prevent my body burning any calories from fat, and in fact, it will also go in and take the calories that are there and store them as visceral body fat. All right. So, I've linked that it's like wow. And so I I'm I have some pretty aggressive fitness and health goals and one of those goals relates to where I want my body to be physically as far as weight and body fat percentage. And so when I think about uh the potential of eating that carrot cake, then immediately another association that I have is the fact that, hey, I've been I've been so awesome at what I've been doing with my workouts, staying within my net calorie budget, and avoiding sugary snacks like this, and as a result, I am consistently day after day seeing a drop on the scale. If I eat this cake, I'm going to see it go up a little, or I'm going to see it level off. I don't want that. I also associate pain to eating that carrot cake in saying that, hey, I happen to know that my insulin doesn't shut off as, as soon as it should when my body's sugar levels get to a normal level. Instead, because I had been diagnosed as hypoglycemic, I know that my insulin levels continue to go. And as a result of that, after the sugar rush is gone... I go into low blood sugar, which automatically makes me crave more sugar. And I desperately want sugar to keep myself from point, from passing out. And so as a result of that, that is not how I want to end this evening, this date with my wife, if you know what I'm saying. Okay, enough said. So... I, I I want to maintain my energy levels so I know that if I eat this cake, I will experience the pain of decreased energy levels. I will feel lethargic and I f- will feel like passing out. That is not that is i so it's like all of a sudden I could think about the pleasure of the taste of that cake- that carrot cake, the pleasure of the the sugar molecules and how they feel on my taste buds. I remember all of that I'm not lying to myself, I know that those are there, but I've decided to uh, i I don't ignore the fact that there is pleasure to eating the cake, and trust me, there still is pleasure in eating the carrot cake i but I choose not to do that anymore why because i am controlling the force of i am what is it here i have the ability to control the motivating force of pain and pleasure through my neuroassociations i am choosing in a neuroassociation is in my mind i choose to associate the idea of 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 sticking my fork into the carrot cake and put it in my mouth and swallowing that sugar into my body and, and having in my, I'm linking it to way more pain than any pleasure that thing can give me, all right? So that is exactly what I'm talking about. And you can do this with anything and everything. This can help you uh, in helping you achieve goals and taking action on all sorts of things in your life or avoiding all sorts of things in your life. Associating, associating enough pain and enough pleasure to whatever it is what you want to do. By the way, what pleasures will I get by, you know, so it's not just avoiding pain for me, but I also like to think about, well, if I actually, okay, I have the option. I'm sitting here at Jay Alexander's with my wife or even with a friend of mine, and they've just asked me, do I want any dessert? And let's just say that other people decide to get dessert at the table, and they're eating their desserts, and I'm not. Does that mean, I was like, wow, thank goodness I can avoid all that pain, avoid all that pain, avoid all that pain. Yeah, that's awesome. It really is. However, there's also pleasures that I'll get. Yes, I could have the pleasure. If I ate the carrot cake, I would have the pleasure of all of those sugar molecules on my taste buds. Trust me, it tastes great. I know it. But let me tell you what pleasures I will get. Not only what pains will I, I've already talked a lot about the pains that I would avoid, but what pleasure would I get from avoiding that cake by not eating that cake in the midst of everybody else eating their carrot cake, all right? What pleasure would I get by avoiding it? Number one, I will have a greater sense of self-confidence in myself. I I will have a greater sense of being a good example to others that I've made a commitment and I stuck to it. I will have a I will achieve um, a continued drop on the scale getting me closer to my ultimate goal of my of the physical body that I am intentionally consistently focusing on that I will in fact manifest into my life. <laughs> I will have a ripped body one day. I will prove it to you one day I will be able to get on a stage and take off my shirt and show you my six pack of abs. All right, so maybe I shouldn't say that. It will not happen at the Free the Dream conference, I promise. So don't let that keep you from coming. But anyway, what other pleasures will I get? I will get the pleasure of having uh, increased level energy levels. That is, it's just, I will have that. You get the idea it's so i have the ability to control these motivating forces of pain and pleasure and and the the reason why sometimes you know we you it, let's just say you've made a goal this year you want to start working out x number of days a week and and you want to go to the gym and for some of you the reason why you haven't gone to the gym the the reason why it hasn't happened for you the reason why is because you're linking way too much pain to it It's like, oh, but I have to do this and I'd have to drive there and I'd have to do this and blah, blah, blah. And so you're focused a lot on the pain of actually going and doing the thing. And also, in the moment, when it comes time, it's like, okay, I said that I I was going to go to the gym when I got home from work, all right? And so let's say you get home from work and now it's time to go up and put your workout clothes on and stuff like that. So you're focused on the pain, but then you also think about the pleasure that's in front of you. Well, Wow, if instead of going to the gym and working out, I could sit back on the, on the couch and just sit back and relax and watch the latest thing on Netflix or watch, you know, I, I could sit back and, you know, do something enjoyable. Maybe read the next chapter of this book that I'm reading. So, you know, man, that would be so much more enjoyable for me right now. So you're linking pleasure to not doing it. And so if you link enough pleasure to whatever it is that you would gain from not doing it, and you have enough pain linked up with the the actual action of doing it, then it, there's very little chance you're ever going to get to the gym. And that's probably why you haven't gone to the gym. But guess what? You have the ability to control the motivating forces of pain and pleasure. You could, if you want to, spend an hour on a piece of paper and say, what benefits, what what pain will I experience in my life, let's just say two or three or four years from now, what will my, what pain will I have in my life? What will I not have achieved in my life? What would I have missed out on if I choose not to go to the gym? Focus on that pain of not going and then what pleasure will I get if I actually do take action right now and write those things down and then when it's time for you, you come home from work and it's time to go to the gym, then all of a sudden, you're focused on the pleasure you will get if you do it and you're focused on the pain that you uh, will experience down the road or even immediately if you don't do it and the the motivating Forces of pain and pleasure will get your butt in the gym. I promise you, it works. You have the ability to control the motivating, motivating forces of pain and pleasure through your life by linking that pain and pleasure into the right things and focusing on them when confronted with the opportunity to take action or to avoid an action. All right, there you go. Then the final thing that I have on that I added to actually, there is more that I've added to my affirmation file, but the final one that I'm going to share with you here today is this. You don't have to have a complicated idea to make a difference in your life. What you need are ideas that you apply. I'm going to read that again. You do not have to have a complicated idea to make a difference in your life. What you need are ideas that you apply. Now, this goes, this reminds me of the book, The Big Leap. When I when I read The Big Leap, I read The Big Leap, I think two or three times. I can't remember. I know I read it at least twice. And I think I almost got, I think I read it like two and a half times. And I'm reminded of a friend of mine who said, Cliff, I, you know, I, I read the book. It only took me about four hours, and I just don't understand what the big deal is. Kind of just zipped right through it. Me, I, 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 my first time reading the book, I, I literally stopped it and thought about in depth all of the different things that I'm hearing processing in my mind. Is this true? I'll never forget the time when I first heard Gay Hendricks say, I always have plenty of money for all the things I truly want in my life. Really? And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, I guess I do. What? Wow. Oh, my gosh. I always have. How freaking. Re, that is awesome. Um, wow. What? This is amazing. And it's true. I always have plenty of money for all the things I truly want in my life. It's never not been true. And what a revelation. Just that one thing was. So. You know, I, I still have a ton of my friends who have these goals. That I'm going to read a book a week, every week in 2018. That's great. I love that. Wonderful. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm taking Tony Robbins' Personal Power 2, right? Okay, this is a 30 day program. So at the end of 30 days, I should be done with this thing, right? I've been doing Personal Power 2 for over a month now. And by the way, I've listened to day three three times already. And this weekend or early part of next week, I will start taking notes on day three. So I've taken over a month to get through the first three days of a 30-day program. So it's for me, this is going to be a multi-month program of going through. You know what? and, And what I love about, and this is from day two notes, you don't have to have a complicated idea to make a difference in life what you need is an idea that you will apply now i got to ask you a question are you addicted to learning new things are you addicted to studying are you addicted to to the next big principle in your life well let me ask you this is there something you heard in this episode today that you thought yeah it doesn't everybody know that i wonder why isn't why doesn't cliff teach me something i don't already know you know, I I'm sure there's some kind of complicated complex framework or solution that's going to radically change my life. You know what? I I honestly believe there have been at least four things that I've said in this episode that if you were to apply them, you would be a completely different person in 5 to 10 years from now. And if you were to listen to this episode, Repetition is the mother of skill. If you were to listen to this episode two or three more times, I bet you you would see a difference in your life within the next 30 days. Just saying. Anyway, my friends, that's what I wanted to share with you in this week's episode of the Cliff Ravens Craft Show. Uh, real quickly, I want to let you know there is still a few spots. There's only two spots left available in the Next Level Mastermind, the AM group that meets Wednesday mornings. And there are a few spots left. I, I think we have six members, so yeah, so it's ten and six. So there are six more spots left in the evening group of the Next Level Mastermind. And if you have been thinking about joining the Next Level Mastermind, you want to get in there and do it, especially if you want in the morning one. Uh, Next Level Mastermind dot info is where you go. It's not dot com, but Next Level Mastermind dot info. And by the way, if you want more. Uh, insights into what's going on in my life what I'm doing my daily routines and stuff like that I am back to a little bit of I I hesitate to say daily vlogging but my goal is to have at least one personal vlog every week and I'd like to do even more than that but my my commitment is that I want to do a minimum of one vlog episode a week and if you get one daily you might get one daily and that's over at youtube.com slash cliff ravenscraft those are the two things I wanted to tell you about here at the end of the show but uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. I look forward to working with some of you over the next year in the Next Level Mastermind. Head over to nextlevelmastermind.info. And for everyone else, uh, I look forward to seeing you in the comments of the website over at uh, podcastanswerman.com slash 533, in the comments of my vlogs on YouTube, in the comments of my posts on Facebook over at facebook.com slash Cliff Ravenscraft, I just look forward to connecting with you in some way, shape, or form, letting me know that this content is making a difference in your life. I'd love to hear about it. It motivates me, encourages me, because that is exactly what I feel like I have been called to do in this life, is to help you become more of who you were created to be. Until next time, I encourage you to take every area of your life to the next level. And you can do that, by the way, by controlling the motivating forces of pain and pleasure by linking them to the right things.